Mother's Day is May 12th. And in advance, Sona, happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you, You're Conan. a terrific mom, and your kids are here today with Did us. Did you get me a present? I'm Well, it's not May 12th yet, but oh. I'm getting you one. Okay, thank yeah. you. Well, guess what? Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. You can shop by price category or browse curated gift lists ranging from for the mom who has everything to the gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. I like when you can go by price because I can go right down to the bottom. (laughs) Get lines of something for a dollar. Sorry, baby. (laughs) Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, and the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Oh, yeah. Shop now at Macy's.com slash gift finder. And happy Mother's Day, moms. Mm. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. (laughs) Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. (laughs) They've got stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed. And cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hi there, Mimi. Say hello to Conan and Sona. Hello, Conan and Sona. Ahoy. How are you, Mimi? (laughs) I'm fantastic. You seem like a mischievous rascal to me. You've... uh, you're, you seem like you're, uh, you've got a twinkle in your eye and uh, you sound like you might be up to no good. What's happening, Mimi? I had a drink and my friends like, well, my friends with children like to call me an irresponsible adult. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just, you know, I haven't followed any linear life plans. I do what I want. And so I have no consequences except for, you know. Food, shelter, clothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as, <laughs> as long as you have some of those things, you should be okay. Uh, yes, yes, I'm fine. So, Mimi, where are you from originally, and where are you living now? Well, I was born in Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh. thank God, my parents divorced. He was Air Force. My mother's French. Oh, nobody wants to be raised in Mississippi, and I don't want to hear about it. So then, uh, okay, Mimi. wow, all right, Mimi, okay. It's it's last on every single state statistic. True. And so then we we my stepfather was also in the Air Force. My mother had a type because American soldiers literally saved her from the Germans in World War II. Oh my God! But anyway, oh wow. So yeah. so she was from where was she living? Uh, well, she is from Alsace, a region in Western France. Good. I was going to say, if they rescued her from Nazis in Biloxi, Mississippi, that's quite a fascinating story. <laughs> it it yeah. is. But, you know, and she's been conned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we, so I lived in France when I was very little with my great-grandmother, moved back to Mississippi, moved to England for several years on an Air Force base, moved to Ohio 
moved to New York, moved to Florida, moved back to New York, moved to Iowa, moved to Minnesota. Oh, my we, God. We, you moved around more than Ted Bundy. Uh, so, um, uh, oh, sorry. OK. Um, Portland, Oregon for 17 <laughs> years and then D.C. for two and a half miserable years during the reign of the orange anus. Oh, hey, wait a minute. I'm not. I used I, to flip off the motor. I'm not that bad. Um <laughs> Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, you're talking about the other orange anus. Uh, okay, okay. So I'm guessing uh, you were not uh, a fan of Trump during his uh, his presidency. Mm, no, not at all. How about now? Yeah, now you're all all. I, I'm, all is I'm forgiven. a fan of incarceration. Okay, okay. All right. So you speak your mind, which is nice. Uh, aided by, and what are you drinking? May I ask? Oh, no. You know, I wanted to have whiskey, but I haven't been able to drink straight whiskey since I was 40 because of the heartburn. <laughs> so I just had DeSonoro, that, you know, delicious Italian nutty drink. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so it's probably more of a sugar high than an alcohol high. Right. Right. Well, it's still always nice when your body tells you no more straight alcohol. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, so wait a minute. So. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm guessing that, uh, where are you right now? I am in a small village called South Queens Ferry in Scotland, just about 10 miles um, west of Edinburgh. Wait, so when did you move to Scotland? The story is that, okay, about eight, nine years ago, I had, um, I was running a half marathon on the Isle of Skye and it was beautiful. And, you know, ugh. and then I had these things called oat cakes, which are like the rustic oat based version of a communion wafer. And I really liked the weather. And so five years passed, I mean, forward after that, I was having a really bad day at work and my boss was gaslighting me. And I just kind of stared out the window and then I went back to my desk and I booked a one-way ticket three and a half years ago. Best decision I ever Okay, made. I'm going to try. Listen, there's some things I need to clear up with this story. <laughs> yeah. So you were in Scotland. You went on a marathon. Okay? You realized. Half. half. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to lie about that. Yeah, no, no. People that, wouldn't know. Good, where, good place to interrupt. But uh, so, <laughs> so you run a half marathon in Scotland. You realize it's really pretty here. Then you eat an oat cake. <laughs> Uh, you went to great lengths to describe it as basically 55 communion wafers stuck together. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you washed that down. I don't know what that had to do with the story, but I'm guessing you liked the taste of the oat cake. Then you go- It was amazing. It was very Scottish. Okay. Then you go, then you go back home to, uh, to the United States. You're having a bad day at work. And suddenly you start to think, I don't need this shit. I can go someplace where I can eat communion wafers all day. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm out of here. And so then you moved to Scotland and you're mm -hmm. living in, what is this town like? Is it a big town? Is it a small town? No, I, I don't know the population. It's a very small town. It's picturesque and beautiful. Um, it, it has a... Um, very long and sordid history of burning witches. Um, and a friend of mine actually lives in a house um, where they burned the last witches in South Queens Ferry. It's a very interesting story. Um, Why did they? I just feel, we, feel like I should check. Are you a witch? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish. Okay. They're actually, You're yeah. Okay, I mean, because then I would like cast spells and have more interesting things I just was, for happening. your safety, I just, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm curious about something, which is you said you have a friend who lives in a house where they burned the last witch. They're, they were burning the witches inside the house? 
That well, just seems like no, a, that seems house, like a bad practice. Unless yeah. you're using the witch Probably. for warmth, you know. Throw another you know, they, throw another witch on the fire. It's getting cold in here. I mean, if they had been seasoned over the summer, it would have worked, right? Uh, so she she lives in this three story house that's called the Black Castle. It's not a castle; it's a three story house. It's painted pitch black amongst these beautiful idyllic little you know pastel colored houses. Um, it's like a four hundred year old house. So the owner and his brother um, had this. Uh, reverend in the town that really wanted to live in the Black Castle before it's called the Black Castle. And so he basically maneuvered and had three members of the owner's family um, convicted as witches. And so... Oh, the, what? I, oh, it gets worse. Oh, I so, listen, people do this in New York all the time to get that really good apartment. <laughs> yeah. We've all done it. What? We've all said, wow, that, that, that apartment faces the park. That's fantastic. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and an older couple lives there. And I've many times gone to the super and said, uh, I accuse them of witchcraft. <laughs> and then there you go. two short fires later, I'm looking at the park. So, Well, if, to burn a witch, the um, relative of the witch has to pay for the firewood. And it was so yep. expensive back then that that is what bankrupted the family and let this evil reverend buy their house. Okay. Because of all of this, they called it the Black Castle. Okay, so Mimi, um, first of all, you're a pistol. I'm just going to say it. You are a pistol. Yeah, you really are. You are uh, a a delightful uh, spice in in our day. And I thank you for that. You are unlike anyone I've spoken to. um, And I do fear that soon you will be burned if you're not careful because people probably have their eye on you. Uh, in that well, time. they're going to burn me because I'm an American, not because I'm a witch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> same thing these days. <laughs> Are Americans really not popular in your town? No, not really. I mean, they're fine because I'm also special. And uh, I was actually hired for my job, I think, because they saw, ooh, loud, pushy American. She's going to get people in shape. And God damn it, I do. <laughs> so wait, just, like, so what's your job? Well, I'm a uh, geospatial uh, consultant or a geographer at an engineering firm. And because I don't I didn't grow up with the niceties of British politeness, um, I'm just direct. And so I put it in a spreadsheet and I make them do it. You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it it down I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. 
Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, yeah. find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is the quick, easy, trusted place for your next oil change. Valvoline's convenient, no appointment needed. You can even stay in your car while they do the work. You have to sit in some waiting room, you know? Mm -hmm. They're friendly, certified technicians, have over 270 hours of training, and they get you in and out fast while performing a thorough, free 18-point maintenance check with your oil change. We got someone here who just experienced this, our own Aaron Blair. Blay, well, how was it? It was awesome. I took my Jeep uh, jock jams in and got a sweet oil change, and, uh, and I actually brought a book because I thought it would take a while. And uh, they had me in and out in like 15 minutes. It was awesome. Well, also, you should point out, you can't read. I can't. So, <laughs> But I wanted people to <laughs> you, think I could. Yeah, but I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, maybe somebody hot is there. They're illiterate. like, oh, what are you reading? I'm like, oh, and then, then you know, now I've, I'm, I got a date. Yeah, yeah I don't but, think that's, uh, that's not how people meet each other. Didn't, didn't have time for that. Yeah, so if you see Blade driving around in his beautifully oiled jock jams, <laughs> give him the old thumbs up <laughs> or throw a tangerine at him. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Valvoline, they're doing it right. Visit valvoline.com slash Conan for an exclusive offer towards your next oil change. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. (laughs) Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Come on, if most people are being honest, No one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in what I like to call B2B. Oh, what what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. You know what I'm saying? I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. (laughs) Anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, 1 billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not. That's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> that's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business 
with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Mm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Um, now, geographer, tell me about that, because I always thought, who studies geography if, in a day where you have Google Maps? You know, you, you could well, just... Google Maps is geography, though. Right, I know, but uh, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, people used to study geography and say, like, well, if anyone needs to know where this little town is, they'll have to come to me, because I've studied geography. Yeah. <laughs> and now you can right. say, uh, fuck you, buddy. Uh, I just punched it into my Google Maps, and I know exactly where it is. Yeah, but a geographer is the one who who provided the data, let you punch it in. But my passion and my previous career was doing conservation geography, um, where, like, you could take all of, like, I uh, classify satellite images and look at all these different kind of like habitats and what species and this, this and that and figure out protected areas in South America. Oh, example. good. So you were, like, you, were, oh. you were using it for good to save species. Yes, I hope so. And now now I'm working on um, projects with engineers who build roads and um, railway lines and basically say, work with the ecologists and other people and say, nope, you can't build it there. There's a protected area. There's some species of dormouse there. Nope. Wait a minute. Excuse me. Don't we have enough roads? I mean, we, we, civilization, mankind's been around a long time. We need to repair the roads we have, but I don't see the need yes. for us to have any new roads. Anyone disagree with me here? Any, I, who needs what? a new road? Not, but sometimes... You have to upgrade the road yeah. to up, handle more yes, traffic. Yes, upgrade the existing road. And that's what we do. We don't have any extra space okay. in this country. Well, I don't want you saying that you're building fresh roads. I'm against fresh roads. I think we have the roads we have, and and we can walk the rest of the way. But I don't think I'll send you in 2021 or 2022, we do not need new roads that didn't exist before. And I know that that's- They're not new roads. Okay. And I agree with you as a- Coming from a conservation background, I absolutely agree with you. The trick is to build them best, build them so wildlife can either go under or over, make sure you don't interrupt wildlife, um, and also... Um, I'll send you a map of some stale ass roads and just to make you feel better that we didn't make them fresh new roads. They're just stale ass roads. What about what about ass. building ski lifts that take elk, coyote, uh, and creatures like that, sort of the way a ski lift takes people? What about lifts that 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 creatures, wildlife can get on and they ride across the highway in great freedom? I would be the lift operator if that was the case. But they do have overpasses that are just like green overpasses just for wildlife. That's nice. And then they have things that go under the road for like amphibians and stuff like that. That's, I mean, that's that's where my heart is. Um, and so we try to incorporate that. Mm. And my firm is quite progressive, so. Well, here in the United States, everyone's talking about crumbling infrastructure. We can't take mm -hmm. care of the roads we have. The highways and roads are all going to shit. And the idea that Scotland is not only maintaining their roads, but that they're building special roads and bridges for ferrets, that's inspirational. They're so far ahead well, of us. I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but Scotland is best. Mm. Yeah. I live here for a reason. Well, and the reason is that when I'm old, the NHS is going to take care of me. Oh, snap. <laughs> I don't have to worry about having insurance. Snappity, dappity. <laughs> Score one for Scotland. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Well, I have it, to say, uh, as, listen, I have to be, I have to stand by the good old USA <laughs> and, and I have to do it blindly without reason. I, uh, <laughs> like, okay. I'm not even listening to anything you're saying about the National Health Service or taking care of people. Guess what I have? I have a wife and I want to be a great burden on her when I'm old. <laughs> She's gonna- What do you mean when you're old, aren't you now? Oh, oh. shit. Oh, I'm sorry, was that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that oh, out. Oh, we're not. Mad. No. Oh, no. We are not affection. editing that out. We are not editing that out. We're moving. I'll that have you know. Front. We're moving that to the front and we're putting an echo on it. How dare you? I am a very, very young man. If you think about the lifespan of, say, a tortoise, I am. Okay, but I wasn't implying that you're old. I was implying that you were a burden even while you're young. Oh, yeah, that's oh. true. Jesus, yeah. can't believe I had to explain that. Uh, no, uh, no, I am a burden to my wife now, but I don't need the government to take care of me when I'm old because I want that to be the incredible burden of my wife who I'm going to oh, I'm going to make see, her I'm going to make her carry me everywhere <laughs> maybe she can get one of those baby bjorns oh, it'll be like yes. a little conan bjorn yeah and I'll just my long aged limbs will be flopping around in the baby bjorn while my wife struggles to carry this Irish giant around who's capable by the way who's capable of walking but refuses to try um, she is a saint yeah she is a, she is a good woman. Uh, well, listen, so you're living in this tiny, tiny town and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and you're yelling at all the different polite uh, Scots that you see on the street, right? And you're- Mostly the English, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, you're yelling and you're, you're being brassy and sassy and you're telling it like it is. When you moved yeah. to Scotland, did you know anybody or you just went side? No. Whoa, really? I just did it. When I was 16 years old, I graduated from high school and I just moved to London with $200. Oh. I can't believe I didn't die. So, you know, I figured I moved here when I'm, I'm, how old was I when I moved here? In my 50s, I'm 52. And um, I'm like, well, I've got a career. I've got an education. I have a savings account. I can't die now. I have a lot more going for me than when I was 16. Mm. So it worked out. Hmm. Uh, I want to go drinking with you. Oh, cool. So me and my fancy lady friends, <laughs> super fancy ladies. Oh, now I want to go drinking with you. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we started a pub crawl in D.C. Oh, Conan, you're quiet. I don't know if I've, if I've offended no, you. No, no, anyway. no, no. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm trying to. I, well, you said I have fancy lady friends and I got quiet because suddenly I'm very intrigued. So <laughs> okay, continue. So. Let me tell you about my super fancy lady friends. It's uh, a group of four of us. Um, we were all friends in D.C. And one night we went on a bar crawl and every place we went, we had a fancy cocktail. So we became the super fancy ladies. <sighs> so they are going to come visit me this summer Ooh. in June to do the North Coast 500, which is like Route 66, but in the highlands of Scotland all along the coast. And it's Scotland, so there's a distillery everywhere. And so basically... You're all invited to come on our North Coast 500 road trip. Distilleries, castles, naughty sheep, 
everything. It is going to be so much fun. And we're hopefully all going to get tattoos to commemorate it. But one of us is a bit shy about tattoos. Oh, so I'll be there. Well, it I hate be a to, big pin. I hate to disappoint you, but I already have a tattoo that says Naughty Ladies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't it just be singular for you? Or you <laughs> No, it was plural. You're a Naughty Lady. It's, it's a long story. Uh, right. Yeah. But uh, so, so. So yeah, maybe we will join you on the pub crawl. That sounds interesting. Yes. Anything that involves lots of hard liquor and driving on twisty roads <laughs> uh, sounds so perfect. You know that, okay, so you know that half marathon I told you about. I When I ran it, it was my first time in Scotland. And I was running with all these people. I'm like, I can't believe how big these pedestrian paths are. We can fit five abreast on this trail running. It was like a major road. Oh. It was like single track major road. I'm like, ugh. So, yeah, it's um, it's going to be a bit scary. But even though I talk about drinking a lot, it's mostly to hide the fact that this is just my natural personality. So I'll probably be the sober one and we'll just drink at the Airbnb. Oh. Okay. All right. So you're, you're... They'll be fun. Don't worry. They'll be fun. You can join us. Yes. Well, uh, this sounds lovely. And I thank you for the invitation. I can't wait to sit down and bite into a dry oat cake with you <laughs> in South Didn't Queens Ferry uh, while we sit around while we sit around your kitchen, which smells distinctly of burned flesh. Uh, it sounds like a really it's wonderful time. It's just haggis. It's just haggis. Okay. Well, listen. Remember, <laughs> I know that you think that you've found the better life, but remember, you still do represent the good old USA. So I want you every day to remember, put your hand over your heart and salute the American flag. And what's this? That's just <laughs> standing up. You stood yeah, up. Yeah, for it's, respecting. My t-shirt says, oh. Geobish. I just, I'm just playing. Geobish. <laughs> Uh, I had a whole glass of aperitif. Come on. Listen, Mimi, Mimi, I, yes. I like you. Hand on heart. I care for you and I worry for you. I really do. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm going to, we're going to find a way to make sure that you're okay. You know, I, and, but I, please give my love, all my love to the fancy ladies. And I, I, I do hope that we see you very soon. <laughs> okay. It's nice to meet you and you, Sonia, and Matt as well. Thanks. All right. You take Bye. care. Bye. Take care, Mimi. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solateroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineered by Will Beckton. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ashley's Memorial Day mattress sale is going on now. Save big on select adjustable mattress sets up to $1,200 on Beautyrest Black, up to $800 on Purple, and up to $500 on Tempur-Pedic. Plus, get 72-month special financing with select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Visit your local Ashley store or ashley.com for better sleep and savings. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. No minimum purchase required. See store for details.